I thank the Lord for this morning, for the privilege that I have to um, share this with you guys. This started in 2009, and it's still going. And um, I feel privileged to be here, just to share this with you guys, and to tell you what God has done, what God can do in you, what God has done in me. And I never expected it. Complete surprise. I was deep under the river. And um, he got me out of there. I'll, I'll share this with you. Um, so I'll just get straight into it. I've got a verse I'd like to read to start with. Can you please go to 1 Peter 5, 10 to 11? And it says like this. But the God of all grace who hath called us into his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that ye have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. First I want to say that all that's happened here has been completely him. It's, it's his, it's, all the glory goes to him. I'm just an instrument that he's used. And I just wanted to say what he's done because he's changed my life. And if you read in the first verse that um, life as a Christian is not always easy. But when I left the line, as we read, we heard through the verses the whole morning so far. Um, I'll read that again. But the God of all grace, who hath called us into eternity, into eternal glory by Christ Jesus. To me, that's enough. If that's all that God has done for us, for me, that's enough. But there's more. After, may, after, no, after that ye have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, settle you. So once we go through those tough times, He's with us, He has a relationship with us, and we're not alone. So all the glory be to Him. Put this down. And have a drink of water. A bit too early for this. I'm going to do a bit of reading because I didn't want to get the order wrong. And if I just start talking, it'll just go all over the place. So I'll just be reading. I'm so privileged to share this journey that Sally, Gabriel, Sarah, and I have been through and are still continuing on. I promise God that I will tell people what He has done in my life to give Him all the glory in that it's not about me at all, but all about Him. It is His doing. I am mostly going to share what happened in the first year of, being, of arriving in Toowoomba. Many other things happened. I'm just going to share how the Lord got me to go into university. I'll just say that for now. But there's many other aspects like church life, uh, my health, uh, a lot of things that happened that God was incredibly in there and changing my life. And that's for another time, but I'll, I'll stick to it. How God got me into university. Well, so I wasn't living in Sydney with, with my family and all was well. I was in control. Uh, we had a nice house, 
uh, that we sold in 2005 because something wasn't right and the mortgage was too big and I thought, I don't want to live like this. And I don't want to be tied down to something like that. So we sold the house in 2005. Um, we had good schools for the kids. Uh, our church was okay. By that I mean um, um, we used to go in there every Sunday. Uh, all, everyone leading had to wear suits. And um, at the front there was always a beautiful bunch of fresh flowers. And it was all, it looked great. But when Sunday finished, I didn't know anyone till the next Sunday. And uh, it felt like it was, everyone's doing the same thing. So church was okay, but not that great. I had a good job where chefs would cook for us. Uh, meals. Uh, I used to work in a, for Qantas Flight Catering and they used to cook food for breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, cakes, you, know, what, you name it, whatever you want, luck to eat, eat during the day, it was there 24 hours a day, every day. We had a uh, secured car park like Grand Central but you could only get in with a card so only staff can get in. So I was happy about that. Um, we had showers, we had, um, I had good friends, uh, friends that are, when I was there, I started when I was 21, so I was young, and many other young guys related to each other, and we saw each other grow up, get married, have kids, and all that sort of, you become friends, you get to know them, they get to know you, so, um, yeah, it was like a second home to me. Uh, we had, um, well, I had good super. We had great benefits. So work was good. It was hard to leave behind. But anyway, uh, there was shift work as well, which was also great. Because you're always tired and you don't feel like socialising. And Monday was exactly the same as Sunday. Um, and yeah, and I used to go to church. You got to a stage where I went to church once every two months. And um, this is what I used to think at the time. This, uh, I'd like you to get to know me a little bit better because that experience will show you a little bit of, of how bad I was and, and the stuff I had to learn. And at the time I thought, what a waste of time going to church. Um, why should I bother going? Once every two months, what's the point? And then you, when you go, you find you know, what happens usually happens. There's no real friendship and, so I started to pray. Lord, how did I get to this lifestyle? Change my life, Lord. It is if it's your will, because I can't change it myself. Change my pride for humbleness, if it is your will, Lord. In January 2009, we had been praying before that, but in January, everything happened. It's like... Here are all your prayers answered, all in one week. Uh, so we're praying for direction. This happened for a few years. And, um, we get a call from Sally's mum. She's ready. Um, that touched our, our hearts and felt the need to spend some time with her. We'll keep praying. We kept praying for direction. Sally and I were very interested in buying a house in Toowoomba. And we keep praying for direction. Um, our rental lease would end on the 18th of February 2009. We'll keep praying for direction. Sally Gabriel and Sarah are on holidays 
So I ask to get some time off, and I get time off on the 18th of the 2nd of 2009. We asked Mum if we could stay for about a year. She said, yes, hmm, okay. That's another answer to prayer. Um, so the only thing, okay, if this works out, um, if, if we go, we go properly, let's take the furniture with us, if we go. So far it's looking like we go. The removal has come on the 18th uh, to take our furniture to Toowoomba, but we're still praying for direction. Sally calls Toowoomba TAFE um, to see if I can do an electrical apprenticeship um, and just get into work and just get started with my life, different life. Someone by the name of Brian Hensel said that he, well, Sally rang the TAFE and they put it through to him, the electrical department, so he speaks to Sally. Brian Hensel, and um, he said that when I get to Toowoomba, please, go and see him and he'll help, us, he'll help us out with what to do. We're still praying for direction. But really at that stage we thought, any more direction? What is a negative point? What is stopping me from going forward? It's not going to be my job this time. So we take off. On the 18th of February, this is a pretty interesting day. On the 18th of February, our furniture is taken away by 11 o'clock a.m. or gone, empty house. We clean the house and hand in the keys at 5, 25 p.m. Sorry. <laughs> At 6 p.m., we're having uh, dinner at Macca's with the family. Great. Um, and we noticed a couple of things there just before we left. Sally noticed uh, just a few, few guys uh, about, about Sarah's age making trouble and just being real, having really bad behavior. Sally's thought were, at the time, I didn't know what she was thinking. Thank you, Lord, for taking us out of here for the safety of our kids. At the same time, I was thinking something a little bit different. I had just realized that after dinner, I had no home to go to. Not a nice feeling. That's not how you look after your family. Oh. So we get in the car and we take off. Five minutes later, I realized what I had done. Lord, what have I done? What, had just, what has just happened? And I feel a huge load on my shoulder and try to keep my tears away from Gabriel. Yeah. Because he's sitting with me in the car. And Sally's at the front with the blue Subi, the other car we have, with Sarah. And our car is fully packed. Some people would say, he's just moving into state. What's a big deal? He wasn't like that at all. God's in this, and that's why it, it just moves your heart. It just changes your life. It wasn't just moving state. 
So I start to pray. I realize that I, I am weak, I am hopeless, and I'm going nowhere, so I need to turn to my God. And I pray, please God, take care of us, protect us, guide us, be before us. My family and I are completely in your hands. I trust in you. Amen. I didn't know at the time, but at that time, I just given up my control to, to God. Sorry, guys, sorry. And um, I start depending on him. <laughs> but after that prayer, I feel peace. And you could say I feel happy again. Not happy, but I feel peace. And then I'm looking at Sally's car five minutes later. We're driving. We're on the freeway looking. Oh. And I just realized Sally's number plate in the car, on the car, that I've had that car for 10 years. And I'm going to show you right now. I tried to keep this plate, but they wouldn't let me hear it. I'll just show it to you right now. <laughs> just tell me what you think <laughs> when you see it. And you see it in the back, Tim? Yeah? yeah. So I saw that TMA 218. Oh, Lord, you got, I think there's something going on. I think I'm not alone. As we read through all the verses this morning, we were not ever left alone. So we had a nice trip to Toowoomba. I went to see Brian Hensel when I got here at Toowoomba TAFE. Um, and he said to me, it's good that you're here. Here's the book of first year of your apprenticeship. All you need to do is go and get someone to employ you. Thank you, that's awesome. No one employs me. I call Brian and tell him uh, the job is not happening. So he invites me and my family to have dinner at his place. Here we go. Who is this man? He's invited me to his place to have dinner. I don't even know him. He doesn't know me. So he goes to me, that's Queensland for you. Uh, so we have, yeah, um, as we're having dinner, as we're having dinner, um, Brian asks Sally, do you have a sister called Sue? She goes, yes. Did she marry David Frame? Yes, that's my sister. Well, I was in the bridal party. I was one of David's best friends. So here we, this guy that we ran from Sydney, no idea, he doesn't know us, we don't know him. And all of a sudden, he's almost related. So we, have, we felt comfortable, we started talking, and, and he knew, he realised my situation, and where from here? What do I do now? My family's fine, but I need to get a job. And it turns out that Sally and Brian decided to send me to uni. <laughs> so, after the day, it's all organised, and I'm... Next day, we're going into, I need to get some papers to get my, do an entrance test. And I'm walking with Sally, and um, I see these beautiful flags just lined up all the way up to the main building. And I thought, wow, how beautiful is this? And the, the building actually is just beautiful. I just love the way it looks. And I said, I stopped Sally, stop. I can't go in there. I don't have the brains to get in there. 
I've never studied in my life. I've never done well. I just like sports. <laughs> she, she, um, she stood and looked at me straight in the face and said, Andrew, I know you can do it. Okay, another great bit of news for me. So I said to her, thinking in my head, I need to find an excuse. I need to find something to get out. So I said, Sally, what, um, so if I fail one subject, I'm out of there. You agree? Yes. Okay. Okay, so off we go. We'll get this paper and we'll start doing all this paperwork. Um, and I was a bit anxious. I was a bit nervous. And uh, at the time, we spent a lot of time with Debbie and Nick. They're awesome friends of ours. Sally's sister and my brother-in-law. And I told him my worries of going to uni. And that's not what I want to do. I just want to go and work somewhere. And... And at the time, I was pretty down, like nothing's going right. He gives me a verse that I'd like to share with you. Um, it's Psalms 32. We were pretty close before. Yeah. It's just the one verse for now. Um, it's Psalms 32, verse 8. I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way which thou shalt go. I shall guide thee with mine eye. So, oh, I'm just going to find my place here. I shall guide thee with mine eye. So, I will instruct you, I will guide you, I will guide you with mine eye. When you look at someone's eye, like my beautiful Sally here, it's a direct look, you know, a paw. It's a direct look. There's nothing that gets in the way. There's, you don't have to go around Nadine to look at Paul. I'm looking straight at Paul. I'm looking straight at Rick, Adrian. Nothing interrupts that path. God says, I will guide you with my eye. A straight path and you will be on it. I had to trust. I had to trust in, in the Lord, in the Word, because I couldn't see a path. I couldn't see anything. Um, um, so I started doing the entrance test. Um, Sally's a school teacher. So she helped me understand the question of doing an essay. So that's the English part. <laughs> Got that one done. Uh, then there's a maths part. And I did that in two questions to go, and on the second last one, I couldn't do it. So it couldn't help me. I was really stuck. I didn't know who to ask for help. I didn't know where to go. I went everywhere, internet, I went everywhere. I could not find an answer. Completely stuck. So I spent, reunion has already started. So I spent the week doing this one question. There's no answer. My Friday, that was when I got to the Friday night, it was my first tears of hopelessness. There was many to come. I didn't know. But that was my first tears of, Lord, I can't do this. It's impossible. So on Sunday, I don't want to go to church. This is at Eastgate. I love going to Eastgate. Um, 
so I, I said to Sally when we sit, when we sat down, as, as soon as this is finished, I'm going to go outside. I'm going to go straight to my car. I don't want to talk to anyone. I don't want any questions of what, you know, what you do for a living. I just, I just need to get out. I need to go to my car. And please don't take too long. She goes, no worries, I'll do that. I'm walk- Mary's finished. I'm walking out. So he's straight away talking to someone. Okay. So I'm going all the way to the back. And I thought, while I get, before I get to my car, when I go and have a coffee, just take, get a coffee and take it with you. So I'm going over to get, um, to get a coffee. I'm, st- I'm about to pour the coffee into my cup. And this man got next to me. And he was older than me. And so I thought, oh, after you. I was thinking, you get your coffee first. So when you go, when you get it, you can go. Then I get mine and then I go. So he gets his coffee and he stands and wait. So I think, oh, okay, he's not going. Okay, so I'll just get the coffee. I'll serve my coffee and he was still there. So, oh, I try to just turn around and just, no, I couldn't. He was right there looking at me. I just couldn't avoid him. So he says, hello, my name is Ray. How are you? I've never met you before. I said, oh, my name's Andrew, and nice to meet you. And, and what do you do? I'll be honest with you. When he said that, I looked down to the ground and looked for the smallest crack that I couldn't see on the ground so I could melt into it. <laughs> and no one would see me. And no, so uh, that didn't happen either. So um, I'm going to go. I've got to go. Yeah. So... So I said to him, I, um, I'm trying to get into university and I don't have a job at the moment. And then he goes, oh, what are you going to study? Oh, I thought, more questions. And he goes, I said to him, I'm going to be doing electrical engineering. And I thought, what am I saying? And he said, oh, I'm an electrical engineer. That's awesome. That's all I needed to hear. Someone that really is going to know who I really am, how little I know. So when do you start uni? I said, I don't know at the moment. I'm doing a test to get into. But uni started, but I'm a bit behind. But I've got to do this test. And then I'll, once they approve me, I can start. I can start. Um, and he asked me, how, OK, so how are you going with it? I said, oh, fine. Except for two questions. I'm a bit stuck. I can't really finish them. And more questions. And what, what's, what are they about? Oh, maths. So then he stood a step closer towards me, like that. He looked at me straight in the eye, and he said, I love maths. <laughs> and then he said, can I help you? Can I help you? So I could not get away. But he said, could I help you? So I said, yeah, I hope so. I hope so. So... More questions come. What is the problem? I said, I don't even know how to tell you what the problem is. I don't know what the problem is. He said, okay, can I come by your house on Monday and I'll have a quick look at it and I'll tell you if I can help you or not. Okay. So he comes on Monday, he has a look. And um, he looks at it and goes, I believe I can help you. What I thought he said, what I... My, uh, 
I don't know, call it Sydney way of thinking. He's like, um, he said to me, I, I believe I can help you. I thought he said, I could be your tutor. <laughs> and then I thought, that means money. And I'm not working. Sally's not working. How do I, I can't do this. So he says to me, why don't you come on Thursday, 9 o'clock, to my house, if you can, and we'll go through this. And I'm thinking, oh, I don't have money. I can't, I can't do this. Um, I thought, okay, I'll, I'll just go once. So I went there to his house. Start at 9. We get to 10. I'm looking at the time, and it's 5 past 10. He was just getting warmed up. And I'm trying to understand what he's saying, so my mind wasn't what he was explaining to me. Then I look at the time, and it's quarter to 11. And I thought, oh, he's no good. I really need to get out of here. So I, thought, I can't afford two hours. One's enough, but two. So I decide, I, I said to him, I've got to leave by 11. Okay, no worries. So 11 comes, I pack my bags, and I get out an envelope, and I give it to him. And he takes it. And he said, what's this? This is an offering to you or, or a payment for the tutor you've just given me. And he takes a step forward again. He said, Andrew, you know, God has blessed my life financially. I don't need money. I'm doing this because I just want to help you. When I heard that, in my heart, something happened. I just couldn't wait to get to my car. Because I knew what was going to happen. Tears right back to the place. <laughs> because I had a thought, oh, this, this is God. This is God helping me when, I, when he knows that I can't. So I went to my car. He was waving at the door. He wouldn't go. He wouldn't go inside. He said, waited for me to actually drive out of his street. He's going, oh, he's going. <laughs> so <laughs> I take off. Ooh, so I cried. And I thank the Lord. And, and they were tears of thankfulness. And boy, did I go through those as well. I began to understand this, um, this verse that we just read before in... Oh, in the Psalms... I begin to understand not just verse 8 where it says, I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way which thou shalt go. I will guide thee with mine eye. But also verse 7, Thou art my hiding place. Thou shalt preserve me from trouble. Thou shalt compass me about with songs of deliverance, sailor. So he would be with me. He would protect me from trouble. And he would deliver me from the things I didn't know. And he will find someone to help me. That was right. So, when I realized that, we can go to verse 11 of the same chapter. Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, ye righteous, and shout for joy, all ye that are upright in heart. Joy for the Lord and jump for joy and give glory to his name. I started uni in 2010 and graduating this Friday coming with my son Gabriel. 
Now, that's an experience that not many have, many men have. Their tears of thankfulness. There's many of those. Then we go to Hebrews 13. Oh, Adrian almost took that away. <laughs> I thought, whoa, yeah, well, do I need to get up there today? I don't think so. So let's go to Hebrews 13. Verse 5 and 6. This is about a, a different subject altogether, but the verses spoke to me and really shows clearly what the Lord can do in your life. Let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as ye have. For he hath said, I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee, so that we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what men shall do unto me. I can boldly say, The Lord is my helper. And you, Willowburn, have been in this journey with me, whether you knew it or not. The love of Christ is in your eyes. In your eyes was in, the love of Christ in your eyes was encouragement to me every Sunday and made up for all the Sundays I missed in Sydney. This is just a small part of the story that I have been through. All glory to you, my Jesus, my Saviour. Amen. <laughs>